For the last-minute gifter, the crafty life hacker, or the person who likes to surprise the ones they love, Pro Flowers has you covered with bold bouquets backed by a seven-day freshness guarantee. Check out the fun side of flowers and save up to 15% when you go to proflowers.com refresh. Any day is a good day to send some big blooms to your cutie or a gift basket and botanical beauty to your bestie. Just head over to proflowers.com refresh and save up to 15%. See website terms for details. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and our good, good buddies over at Bryant & Stratton College. Two- and four-year degrees, they begin soon. Go ahead and log on to bryantstratton.edu today and find out where your future is with Bryant and Stratton College. In and around Central New York, you can obviously stop by their campuses in Liverpool and on James Street. Should also mention, I appreciate the support of the Swan and Whitaker families uh, for the ML Sports Platter uh, on a daily basis, and of course, thanks to you, the listeners, as well. Let's bring them in, uh, the voice throughout the season of the Stanley Cup Finals and the playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs and the uh, entire NHL regular season. Uh, Kenny Albert still to this day, I believe, is the only play-by-play man to do all four major pro sports right now, NBA, NFL, uh, NHL, and, and of course, uh, Major League Baseball. Kenny, welcome aboard here. Thanks so much, and, and boy, what a great run for the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and awesome work by you throughout. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I, I'm so impressed with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, back-to-back cups in a, in a, in a, in a, in a cap era saw, I don't know, 20-plus of these guys come through Syracuse, John Cooper, uh, Breeze Bois and company, all, all these guys coming uh, through the AHL Syracuse crunch. When did you realize that back-to-back was a reality? Well, it's, it's so impressive, Mike, what the Lightning as an organization have been able to do, uh, winning the two Stanley Cups within a stretch of less than 10 months. Uh, both under unique circumstances, first in the bubble in Edmonton last year, and then this season, uh, 2020-21, a short season, 56 games in the regular season, and then playing certain uh, series in in the postseason in uh, bubble-like situations, in particular in the Stanley Cup final. Um, You know, when did I know they can go back-to-back? I mean, I think during the regular season, uh, most of us thought that the Lightning were certainly uh, one of five or six teams who could challenge for the Stanley Cup. Now, they did not have Nikita Kucherov, of course, during the regular season, uh, and they had uh, quite the competition in their division from Florida and Carolina, the two teams they wound up beating in the first two rounds. But I think when you look at the job the Lightning were able to do last year following uh, the sweep at the hands of Columbus in 2019, uh, I felt they had as good a chance as any other team to win it this year. Um, now they, they were also, uh, you know, helped out by the fact that uh, Vegas and Colorado, the top two teams during the regular season, played each other in the second round, and the Golden Knights knocked out the Avalanche, and then Montreal wound up upsetting Vegas in the conference final, the semifinal round this year. So uh, that certainly, uh, you know, helped lead to the second consecutive Stanley Cup for Tampa Bay. No doubt. Vasilevsky, I mean, you know, you you look at these netminders, and he was up against Carey Price, and 
Carey Price was getting a lot of the accolades, and he's you know only missing the one thing, and it's the Stanley Cup. And actually, he's been the guy that you know most people should follow as far as this kind of recent generation of goaltenders. And I'm going, Carey Price is pretty good, and they wrote they wrote him, but I think Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. Was there ever a moment that you felt that that wasn't the case? And, and obviously, the guy proved it in the Cup Finals. He was spectacular. He certainly was uh, outstanding throughout the playoffs once again. For the second straight year, Vasilevsky uh, started and, and finished every game the Lightning played in the postseason. Um, and that hasn't happened uh, for back-to-back championship teams since Ken Dryden back in the 70s, starting every game and playing every minute. Uh, for your team uh, in back-to-back title runs. So I felt uh, the Conn Smythe Trophy was certainly uh, well-deserved by Vasilevsky. Uh, you could have considered Kucherov and Braden Point and even Victor Hedman who won it last year and Ryan McDonough, but uh, there was no doubt in my mind, and Eddie Olchek and Brian Boucher agreed, and they mentioned it during the telecast uh, throughout Game 5, uh, you know, some of the numbers were incredible. Shutouts in every series clinchy game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, shut out Dallas in the last game of the Stanley Cup final a year ago. So that's five straight shutouts in series clinchers and uh, was really the backbone of this team. Um, you know, John Cooper talked throughout the playoffs about the fact that uh, the Lightning could play so many different styles. They're not uh, the high-flying Lightning uh, that we got used to, you know, four or five years ago that would outscore teams. Five four six five. Uh, when you look at how they've played in the playoffs the last two years, they won so many one nothing games, including Game Seven of the semifinal round against the Islanders and Game Six or Game Five of the Stanley Cup Final, I should say, against Montreal. Nikita Kucherov's post game was hilarious. He obviously was, you know, he's he's there shirtless with the Bud Light and he's sounding off on all sorts of stuff. And and you hear from national media, right, who don't talk about hockey on a daily basis, and hey, shame on them, right? Um, you know, they, they, they talk like, oh, well, hockey, this is good for hockey. The sport needs this. Do you think that, do you, Kenny, do you think that there, there needs to be more like flamboyant acts in hockey as opposed to just keeping to the book with the quotes? Do you, do you think that the sport benefits at all from the Nikita Kucherov postgame? I actually did not see the entire postgame press conference. We were still on the air and then traveling back to the hotel. So I saw clips of it. Sure. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing in general for players to uh, show their personalities. Uh, you don't want everybody to be robots. Every situation is different. But, um, you know, Nikita Kucherov certainly had an unbelievable playoff, uh, led the NHL in scoring for the second straight year during the postseason after not playing at all uh, during the regular season. And I've seen some of the uh, footage and photos of the celebration um, after the Lightning won the Cup. You know, you think back to Washington and uh, – some of the celebrations with Ovechkin and his teammates after the Caps won the Cup. So I think I think it's neat for the fans to see the emotion and uh, the passion of these players. And uh, like I said, um, you know, a little bit of personality isn't necessarily a bad thing. We see it in the other sports and in basketball and, and football and, and baseball to an extent as well. Kenny Albert with us on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College and Stanley Law Offices, of course, the voice of uh, hockey on NBC throughout the year, the playoffs and the Stanley Cup Finals, as well as the Lightning uh, winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. Obviously, Kenny, you know this team, they were around the Stanley Cup door. I mean, they were knocking on that thing over and over again, just couldn't break through, couldn't break through, couldn't break through. And all of a sudden, Blake Coleman... Right, all of a sudden, Patrick Maroon. All of a sudden, 
they can win games one to nothing. When when did you see the lightning with this crew? You know where where they can you know, they're not going to beat you five to three every single night. If they need to lock down, if they need to beat you one to nothing, Vasilevsky and goal tightening up on defense, led by I think the best defenseman in the game, and Victor Hedman. When when did you figure out and realize that man? That missing ingredient that they now have, like the proof is here. They've learned to to win those games one nothing. They've learned to win in, in lockdown fashion. No, you're right, Mike. I think after that sweep, uh, when they were on the losing end against Columbus on in uh, 2019, they realized that they had to uh, play a bit of a different style. And they went out before the deadline last year and acquired Blake Coleman, who you mentioned, Barkley Goodrow. Uh, they were placed on a line with Yanni Gord, and it, and it gave them so much grit. And those guys score big goals as well. So, um, And then bringing in a defenseman such as David Savard and Zach Bogosian and Luke Shen last year. So uh, they still have the skilled guys, as we talked about, in Kucherov and Point, uh, right on down the line, Steven Stamkos. You know, Alex Kalorn gives you a bit of both, the scoring and the grit. But I think it was the acquisitions of Coleman and Goodrow and uh, some of the others who I mentioned who really uh, helped put the lightning over the top. John Cooper admitted that was the turning point when they acquired those guys and uh, put them together with Yanni Gord. It just gave them uh, such an additional uh, element to their squad that they did not have before. Boy, Eric Chernak, man, he's become some defenseman, huh, Kenny? When you watch him play, what do you see? Yeah, it really has. Uh, he's big, he's strong, he's tough. He scored some big goals during the playoffs. Um, opened the scoring in the Stanley Cup final. Another great move by the Lightning front office. He was acquired in the Ben Bishop deal yep. from L.A. about four years ago. You look at the acquisition of Mikhail Sergachev uh, from Montreal for Jonathan Druin. So uh, whether it was Steve Eisenman, the previous general manager, or Julian Brisebois, uh they made some terrific moves in, in uh, I don't want to say putting the team together because, uh, you know, they did draft players such as Kucherov and Point Stamco, so I mentioned before, but supplementing uh, with other really key elements uh, who help in a large way lead the Lightning to their second straight Stanley Cup championship. So, what's next for this team? I mean, it's back to back the grind, the preseason, the regular season, the postseason, and then you had the Corona situation. I mean, this is you know back to back Stanley Cups. It's I mean, it takes a toll, and you got to just reset and go right back out there again. You got to deal with the salary cap. What's next for this team? Clearly, there's going to be pieces missing. I assume Blake Coleman's going to get a monster deal somewhere. Uh, can they, though, with the core and maybe the smarts of the front office, can they can they give this thing another go next year? Well, you're right, Mike. Uh, you know, they certainly have played a lot of hockey starting last August in the bubble. Uh, you know, going right through late September, September 28th, and then they had three months off: October, November, December. Picked up in January and. Uh, went through until early July, and now it's going to be a real short offseason with the regular season starting right around October 12th. So uh, no team has won three in a row since the Islanders in uh, you know the early 80s. They won four straight from 80 to 83, so uh, it's not that easy. It hasn't been done in nearly 40 years. Um, you know, the Lightning will have salary cap issues, as you alluded to, so you know, they'll most likely lose uh, one player to Seattle in the expansion draft, and then you would think two or three other key players. Um, but they still have a terrific roster. Uh, we mentioned the division. Uh, now it sounds like the NHL might revert back to the prior divisions from two seasons ago, in which case they would lose Carolina if 
they do go back, but they would gain Montreal, for example, back into their division. The Florida Panthers had an outstanding year. So, um, you know, I would think they'll still be one of the top three, four, five favorites to win the Stanley Cup next year, but there are some other terrific teams out there as well. Kenny Elbert, NHL and NBC all year of the playoffs and the Stanley Cup Finals, terrific voice uh, of hockey uh, on NBC. You can get Kenny on Twitter, of course, a, a must-follow, at Kenny Elbert. Um, couple more for you, Kenny. Steven Stamkos, he, he doesn't have blow-away numbers. I mean, he doesn't have Lemieux, Gretzky, Bobby Hall-type numbers, but he's got... He's got pretty solid numbers. He's had injuries, of course, but you know, you look at him, he's over 800 points, he's he's over 400 goals, he's over 400 assists, and he's played 12 years in the league, but he's got two cups, and he's scored some big goals, and there's been a lot of people now talking, you know, hey, this guy, this guy might be going to the Hall of Fame. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Um, I think you certainly have to consider him. He's a guy that's won the Maurice Richard Trophy. That's right, too. As the Good top point. goal scorer in the league yep. earlier in his career. He's yep. now been the captain of uh, two Stanley Cup teams. Now, the numbers, uh, you know, haven't been what they were earlier in his career in recent years due to the injuries. Uh, missed most of the playoffs last year, played in the one game in the final, scored a big goal, and then uh, was obviously a big part of the Cup run this year. So, I think you certainly have to consider him uh, for the Hall of Fame. Um, oftentimes, um, the playoffs do have a big effect. Uh, guys that have won championships on top of what we've seen from them during the regular season. So, uh, absolutely. You know, given that he won the Richard Trophy, had a 60-goal season, has had a long career, has put up great numbers, and has been the captain of two Stanley Cup winning teams. So now that the, the hockey season's over, um, have you gotten a day or two to celebrate with Dad on his career? Uh, I did. Um, by virtue of the Lightning winning in five, oh, I was good. able to make it to a celebratory dinner good. Uh, the next night. actually flew home from Tampa Bay last Thursday. Well, thank you, Tampa Bay, huh? <laughs> if, if, if the series had gone yeah. past five games, I would not have uh, been able to attend sure. the dinner. So it was a terrific night. Many awesome. of his colleagues um, from uh, throughout his career were on hand, so uh, it was great to be a part of that on Thursday night. Do you, Have you ever gone through his old calls and just listened, uh, whether it's now is, I mean, you're right now, you're as good as it gets as a play-by-play guy, but when you were younger or, or starting out even in the business, whatever the case may be, even now, do you ever, do you ever sift through and listen to old calls? Of his? Um, you know, once in a while you might stumble upon something on, on YouTube. I think, uh, over the last 45 plus years, I've heard so many of the big calls, yeah. uh, live or on tape or on highlight reels. You know, last summer we all watched The Last Dance, the documentary, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, and so many of his calls were uh, highlighted on ESPN uh, during the eight episodes. So uh, it's always fun to go back and listen. Um, for example, during the Stanley Cup, I actually went back and listened to uh, many of the Stanley Cup winning calls from uh, guys such as Gary Thorne and, and Mike Emmerich right. uh, just to kind of prepare for uh, you know, the, the call that I was going to have uh, whenever the series uh, came to an end. So I always love going back and listening listening to old calls. But, uh, you know, with his retirement in particular, uh, there were a couple of uh, uh, half-hour shows on, on Turner, for example, uh, chronicling his career. So um, they're on the DVR. I was away for about... So I'll definitely, uh, I'll, I'll definitely have to catch up on it. Now that I have some time. Yeah, my favorite 
of his all time is, you know, a spectacular move by Michael Jordan that that with the right to left and I won a couple of times. Oh man, yeah. That that one's that's etched in my in my head forever. And and your call, by the way, to close the cup finals was was awesome. The lightning uh, lightning strikes twice, I think it was, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning have won their second straight Stanley Cup. I think I have that right word for word. Um does it does it happen in the moment? Is it written down, Kenny? Well, I appreciate it, Mike. Um, you know, I have to admit, the lightning strikes twice line did pop into my head the day of game four. Okay. So you, you, you never want to be totally scripted, um, sure. in my opinion, in those situations. Um, but you also want to be ready. And it's ironic. Chris Cuthbert, uh, the, the tremendous hockey play-by-play broadcaster north of the border who was uh, handling the national telecast for Roger Sportsnet up in Canada, I'm told he had a real similar line uh, to mine right at the end of the game on uh, Wednesday night. So, uh, you know, proud to share the, 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 the spotlight with Chris as far as that last call. But, um, you know, it wasn't written down. It wasn't totally scripted. But that line did pop into my mind on uh, Monday as we awaited game four, which could have been the final game had the Lightning won that uh, Game in Montreal. Final one for you. I got to tell you, I mean, it was just such another unbelievable year watching the games. The coverage on NBC is amazing. And and, and having said that, I'm just, I'm really going to miss it on NBC, Kenny. I really am. Well, it was a tremendous run, and I was so honored to be a part of it uh, for about 11 or 12 out of the 16 years. I'm biased, but I, I think NBC raised the bar as far as hockey coverage in I the agree. United States. Yeah. So many games, you know, over 90. Uh, 100 games every regular season, every playoff game televised, the introduction of the Winter Classic and the Stadium Series, the introduction of the Inside the Glass position, uh, tremendous play-by-play for 15 years from Doc Emmerich, great analysts, Eddie Olchek, Brian Boucher, Pierre Maguire, Joe Micheletti, uh, Keith Jones right on down. So it was a great run. Uh, these things sometimes go in cycles, and uh, you never know what might happen in the future, but uh uh, very proud and honored to be a part of the NHL and NBC family. By the way, how about Pierre Maguire? I think I saw on Twitter earlier today he's uh, heading over to the Senators in a front office role. Is that right? Yeah, great news. So yeah. happy for Pierre. Yeah. Uh, he's been a friend for a long time and colleague. And, you know, I know at times during the last decade, uh, you know, he's talked about potentially, uh, you know, jumping back to the other side and working in a front office. So, uh, could not be happier for Pierre and his family. Well, he had the call, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the finals all year, the lead play-by-play boys, National Hockey League on NBC, one of the best in the business, at Kenny Albert on Twitter. Kenny, enjoy the rest of your summer. Again, hats off to you on just a remarkable season yet again, and uh, look forward to more calls down the line, and hopefully I can uh, run into you again like I, I saw you in Central New York a couple years back. Thanks for doing this. I hope so. Uh, thanks so much, Mike. Really appreciate it. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great, great friends at the Al and Angus Pub, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and Liverpool Physical Therapy. Make sure you visit liverpoolphysicaltherapy.com. Find out more information on Liverpool Physical Therapy. Don't forget, no doctor prescription is necessary for the first 10 physical therapy visits in New York State. Liverpool Physical Therapy on Instagram, on Facebook, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap thanks as well to Rosie's Corner and Camillus Golf Club. So just wanted to spend a few minutes in closing on this podcast and how good was was Kenny Albert. Um, Novak Djokovic is now at 20, 
Grand Slam titles. Um, after securing uh, his win at Wimbledon uh, over Berrettini, who, by the way, is, is a really, really nice player. Matteo Berrettini, the Italian, uh, just a sensational player, big guy. He's, he's made it deep into the uh, Grand Slams multiple times this year. He's number eight in the world, I believe. He's, he's coming for coming for a Grand Slam in, in the not-too-distant future. But unfortunately, again, he's been playing in this era with Federer, Nadal, and Joker. And look, here's the thing. Novak Djokovic, he got, I believe, what, in the U.S. Open last year, he got disqualified because he hit a, a, a judge. I actually thought it was BS, but, um, you know, cancel culture gets involved. Um, so he, he he hits like a ju- an usher, a judge, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he, he gets, you know, kicked out. Um He's got a little bit of an an attitude, you know, when points go long and he wins them, he, you know, does that, you know, wrestling Hulk Hogan thing, you know, waving his hand kind of towards his ear. Um, you know, he wants to really, I think, ruffle a lot of feathers uh, in tennis. Uh, crowds don't necessarily warm to him that much. He doesn't have the brand of a Federer. He doesn't have the brand and popularity of a Nadal. He doesn't play an exciting brand of tennis like the Sir Valley of Federer or the crazy athletic insanity of Nadal going baseline, uh, you know, to baseline almost in Andre Agassi um, fashion times 10. Um, He doesn't maybe have even the level of humility that Federer and Nadal have, which I think a lot of tennis fans appreciate and warm to. Um, you know, Sampras was like that. Um, you know, Federer's like that. Nadal's like that. Um, there have been players like that uh, in the past. Rod Laver was like that. Arthur Ashe was like that. <clears throat> um, but but you can't you can't deny. You just can't deny what he's done. He's got three U.S. Opens. He's got two French Opens. He has now one, two, three, four, five, six Wimbledons. Um, And then he has nine Australian Open Grand Slam wins. He has 20. And the thing is, too, is his record against Fed and Nadal, he's got a better record head-to-head. You know, he's got other things to add to it, too. I mean, he's won 85 times in the open era. That's that's fifth all time. He's won 968 times to 195. He has an 83.2% win percentage. Um, you know, it, it it's an 83.2 percentage in ATP Tour and Grand Slam main draw matches and in the Davis Cup first in the open era over everybody with that percentage. Um, and here's a biggie. He's 34, right? Like he's not the age. I mean, Roger Federer, I think is done winning grand slams. Now I said that about Tiger Woods one day too. He proved me wrong. I only hope Federer can prove me wrong because I'm a huge Federer guy, but he's going to be 40 years old this August. I mean, come on. I mean, when does it, when does it stop? Right? Like when does, when does he just not win anymore? Rafael Nadal's 35, a year older than Joker, but he's got a lot more miles on the vehicle because of how he plays. 
and he's second in win percentage behind Joker. Um, but it, it's it's Joker's in the driver's seat here. Um, actually, both of them have an eighty-three point two, but I think the tiebreaker goes to Joker because of you know probably head to head or whatever. Um, but but you can't argue right now what the guy's done. I would still put Federer right now today because of accomplishment and the overall part by a smidge over both Nadal and Djokovic as the greatest player of all time. But what I'm getting at here is Djokovic, if he stays healthy the next four or five years, he's going to have a shot at 16, 20 more of these majors, these grand slams. I say majors first because I'm a golf guy first. Even though I did play varsity tennis, love the sport, golf is still a little bit ahead. Um, you know, he wins another, you know, let's say in, in the next, cause he's going to start, I mean, I would assume father time's going to start getting him at some point, 36, 37 years of age, whatever. Um, you know, let's say father time starts attacking him around 28 or 38, pardon me, 37, 38. That gives him a good solid three years. If he stays healthy in his prime with good knees, good back. Father Time not quite getting him. He's keeping himself in crazy good shape, just like all these guys do. But let's say the rest of this year at 34, he's got you know one more Grand Slam, which is the U.S. Open. He's going to be the favorite to win it. I think he will win it, actually. Um, you know, you're looking at the Joker Slam, too, in terms of the international play, the Olympics, et cetera, et cetera. He wins that one. He's going to have the most ever um, at, at 21. And then from there, age 35, 36, 37, That'll be 12 Grand Slam attempts that he'll have. And then maybe 38, 39, 40, he starts to dwindle down a little bit, and he gets into some of the trouble that Federer has. Maybe he withdraws a couple times. I mean, you can't really predict the future right now, but I would say the next 12 to 16 Grand Slams, if he stays healthy before Father Time starts to wear him down just by default, that's the window he has to blow this thing out of the water. And in order to blow it out of the water, he's going to have to obviously prevent Nadal from winning, and he's going to have to win clearly. Those are the two biggies. I think he's got a real shot at it. I think he's got a real shot at over 12 to 16 grand slams before Father Time maybe starts taking a couple more you know, swings at him. I think the guy could win another six, seven grand slams, maybe even eight. And if he does that, we're talking about 28, 27, 28, 29 grand slam titles. That's That's a lot. I mean, that could be eight or nine more than Federer. If, I think Nadal will win, you know, a couple more too. But let's say, like, Djokovic ends with, like, 28 and Nadal ends with 21 or 22. I mean, that's six more. It's not one more. It's not three more. You know, the separation's there. And so I think that's the next logical step to look at um, for Djokovic is how many of these things can he win? Can he distance himself from Federer, from Nadal, uh, from other tennis greats and just being the blowaway greatest of all time player? ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends over at Welch & Company Jewelers. Log on today to welchjewelers.com. Shop the showcase for engagement rings, wedding rings, uh, you name it. They've got it all at Welch & Company Jewelers. Uh, get your uh, watches uh, fixed at Welch & Company Jewelers as well if you're in and around Central New York. They're right there on Route 11 in North Syracuse across from Lonergan Park. A big tip of the cap thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare, CNY Electrical, and our great friend Matt Graham at State Farm. Get a free rate quote today if you're in and around Central New York or the state of New York as a whole. He can get you uh, the information as well on the rate drops currently happening with State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm and Matt Graham are there for you. Auto, home, life, bank, health, and business. 
SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Go visit the website. Call Matt today as well, 315-455-FARM. That's 315-455-FARM, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Get a free rate quote today from Matt Graham of State Farm. Thanks again to Kenny Albert. This is the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Marshalls with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshalls. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshalls. Marshalls. When your dad started building a man cave in your bedroom, you knew it was time to start building something for yourself. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.